da 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 From Chris and Andy's world, I present The Blue Baggers, a show dedicated to the Carlton Football Club, the old dark navy blues, the blue boys. So strap in, crack a tinny, relax, tally-ho, gents. Transmission beginning, three, two, one... Hello and welcome to the Blue Baggers. This is podcast number one for Chris and Andy. We're coming at you after, fresh after I should say. A great win. A great win against the Gold Coast Sun. It's round 18. 20th of July. 2019. That's uh, now two wins in a row for the Mighty Blues and four from six. Yeah, it was, um, look, it was uh, two wins. Two wins in a row, you can't argue with it. Um, not nope. gonna lie, it was a little bit underwhelming at the end. Well, when you're a blue supporter, that's, yeah, that's not too bad. That's what we put up with. But look, two wins, it's fantastic. That's four from six fatigue. Um, Which yeah. poses a question on its own. It does. Is he the man for the job? And we'll definitely discuss that later because um, it's obviously going to be a big thing. Who's going to coach next year? So moving on to today's game, your overall thoughts? Yeah. Look, it was... I thought we were really good. We were really good in the first half. Um... Like I said, third and fourth was, I found, pretty underwhelming. We let them get on top of us, even though, you know, technically they only outscored us by a goal in the third, but they had the run there. And it looked kind of pretty dire there if um, King had kicked that goal. I think it might have been a different kind of style of podcast tonight. Yeah, that was a real turning point, I think. Um, for most of the game, it felt like we were in control until that moment in that sort of the third quarter yeah. when they had that onslaught and they kicked maybe five goals in a row. Yep, and uh, I think the King goal would have put it to twelve points, and they were on a roll, and it would have been would have been uh, would have been game on, I reckon. So we, we held them off well, which is good, and yeah, yeah, that's that's where we're at, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're uh, right. I guess we're seventeenth on the worst seventeenth on the ladder. Seventeenth live ladder, we're sixteenth. We're on top of Melbourne at the moment. I'm hoping they probably uh, have a loss over in the West uh, Northern Territory. Actually. I think they are Northern in the Northern Territory. Territory against the West Coast Eagles. So we'll take Melbourne. At 16. Yeah, if, well. If if the stars are aligned, if it all works out, if they uh, have a loss over in the West Coast. Well, let's hope so, because um, finishing last is no good for us uh, no. this year. In no, particular. it is not. It certainly is not. So what did you get out of the game? Yeah, look, I, I thought there were some very good moments during the game. I thought we were in control for a fair bit of it, but, um, yeah, very disappointing. So the third quarter, once they got that roll on, and uh, good teams don't allow that against... The 18th no, place exactly team. Right. And if we were playing a different team, um, I don't think we would have been allowed to play that kind of football. Um, yeah, it would have been would have been a different result, I think. But um, we went through all the different quarters. We jotted down what we kind of thought were turning points or important points from the game. So the first quarter, we've got down um, Mackay's double tackle. Yeah, big for a bloke 202 centimetres. He's, uh, he's very quick. Is he 204? Might be 204. He is quick. He's like, very, he really is quick. That was a, an amazing effort. And forward, forward pressure's been an issue all season. And to have your uh, your full forward. Like a big man. And yeah. he has to step up with Kerno out at the moment. And I think he's doing that. Just um, obviously the goal kicking. I don't know. What's happened? What is yeah, happening with his goal kicking? Naturally a lovely kick for goal. But, uh, his field kicking is fine. I have no, no qualms with him kicking in the field. Just when he's lining up, it's just, he's got the yips. Yeah, he didn't um, kick well today. That's no. for sure. And probably hasn't for quite a few... Like, yeah, few weeks. Last, last few weeks he's been um, 
missing the uh, missing the easy ones, but when he's on the boundary 50 out, there's always a, a glimmer of hope because he does kick those ones. And yeah, I guess thankfully we were playing uh, the 18th ranked team because it could have uh, come back to, to bite, but uh, was he kicked two goals in the end? Two goals, two reasonably easy goals, if we're going to be fair, one into an open open goal square, one was a very lucky bounce. Bit of a dreamer, wasn't it? It was a dreamer. Um, but two goals, he had a good game. I think he had 10 marks in the end. Okay, which is, yeah. Which is big, which is a, which is a good day out. Um, what else for the first quarter? So I've written down the, the variety of goal kickers. We had a, a lot of goal kickers in that uh, first quarter. The first quarter it sort Fred, of set, set the tone for the game, didn't it? Yeah, it certainly did. And, you know, when you see, especially Setterfield having a goal, that's always good. Um, gee, we had a few few good goal kickers in that first one. Yeah, well, I'm not sure Casbold or Mackay kicked one in the first quarter, did they? It was no, uh, Kennedy, no. Setterfield, those types. Yeah, and geez, we'll talk about Kennedy a bit later because he uh, might have found a little niche there in the forward line where we've been really lucky. Um, Which is it, very important because it kept the, uh, the scoreboard ticking over. Yeah, so... Anything else from the first? Well, the first, we also had, um, well, I've written down corridor pressure with a question mark. I think that came... I had that from the Gold Coast. So I yeah. think they were, uh, they seemed to own the corridor and we were giving it up a little uh, easy. Yeah, yeah but we really did. Um, yeah, there was one stage where it looked like they had about double the amount of players around the ball through the corridor. But, you know, luckily we really moved the ball well in the wing with that really good passage of play, obviously, that resulted in win our first goal. Um, and the second um, passage of play where... We did stuff it up, but geez, look, it's exciting footy, and we're definitely, you know, it's, it was fun to watch today. I think Dwayne Russell on Fox might have called it the most, one of the most entertaining games of the year. I think that might be just a bit of a stretch, but yeah. it was it was it was great to watch. And moving on to the second quarter, then, yeah, so the what sec- caught your eye? Second quarter, I put down the cruiser tackle that was a free kick, where he absolutely. Drone. Monstered. It was a that was a big tackle. It was a big tackle. He saw it coming, saw the opportunity, he laid the tackle, uh, whether it was a free kick or not. Oh, I don't think it was a free kick, but you want to see that, and that's why I like McGovern, and that's why I love Cruiser, because they tackle and they, they mean it. You want to you, you want to put that's someone what you down. want to do. That's exactly right. AFL football. Exactly right. Um, I've also made a bit of a note for uh, Young King for Gold Coast, who uh, threw an elbow back to Newman. Um, was it Newman or Simpson? I think it might have been. Thrown an elbow back, gave the free kick, and has also punched uh, his teammate Riscatelli in the face. Yeah, he was, a, he was a little clumsy, wasn't he? He was clumsy. The young fellow will learn from that. But, um, yeah. Maybe a little cocky for his first season, first couple of games. A little and... bit. Yeah, to re- I mean, it wasn't much of a reversal, but he did punch up. He did punch his own teammate in the face. So, <laughs> which... it's just stupidity alone. It should have been a free which kick. Which is good for the clips. Um, I've also got here um, Jones. Liam Jones, what a game. That was unbelievable. Huge. Unbelievable. Huge. He really stemmed the bleeding um, some really important times. He Particularly that quarter, I think. that's uh, Yeah, he was massive. He's, he's contested marks unbelievable. I think that's when he took that uh, mark running back with the flight. He's somehow taken it. Behind his head, behind wasn't it? Behind his head. Which is Twisting like, in the air. It's unbelievable. He's, he, it's amazing when you think about Jones a couple of years ago. The guy couldn't get a game at, uh, at Bulldogs. He... Couldn't get a game of Carlton. Couldn't get a game of Carlton. We played him in the forward line. Um, it was a really masterstroke to play him defence, and he's 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 just one of the he's one of the most important players. And, um, yeah. yeah, look, I was worried signing him for three years. I didn't think we needed to do that, but um, look after today's performance. If he keeps that up, it'll be. A, oh, it'd be if he wasn't signed with, with Carlton, he'd be uh, certainly in demand at the end of the year. So it's good that we've got him locked away for a bit. 
So that's the second quarter. Anything else? I mean, we went to half time feeling pretty good about the game. Well, yeah, we were very excited. There were seven individual goal kickers, like we said. Um, Kennedy kicked one in the first, one in the second. So he's starting to look very good. What? One quarter goal, Kennedy. One quarter goal, Kennedy. Um, Four for the match. and the match. One in each quarter, I think. One in, yeah. Look, he doesn't get a lot of it, but you're pretty confident when he's having a shot in front of goal. Um, Which is fairly important for your forwards and something we haven't always had. It's something that we uh, definitely haven't always had. So, look, I don't know if it's going to be it's going to work permanently having Kennedy there. He's you know he's a little bit slow, but um, yeah, look, he can kick straight. He kicked four today, so you can't knock him. Um, yeah, I hope he uh, hope he can probably get a bit more fitness and come back into the midfield because he's uh, he can't play. Straight kicking like, forwards worth their weight in gold. Certainly are, and like when you're getting, I think he only had ten disposals or eleven disposals. When you're kicking four goals, you know, you're really making them, making them count. And yeah. Yeah, kicks four goals a game. He, uh, he stays in the forward line, I think. No, that, I, think he, I think he does. Know, unless, it, unless it's fitness. What I'm not quite sure why he's not in the midfield because he's a highly talented, high recruit. He is. Look, I just think it might be a bit of a case of when we had Kerno in the forward line, Ed Kerno. Um, he kicks five, was it five? He kicked uh, against Richmond. Yeah, could have been thereabouts. And look, I, I think it, it it's one of those things that... It, I don't think it's going to work every week, and I don't know if Kennedy as a forward will work every week. Um, so, look, keeping there while he's kicking the goals, that's for sure, but, yeah, we can't we can't expect that. It doesn't hurt to have a bit of versatility, though, and if he has some forward craft, you can work on that now. If he ends up in the midfield, well, you can throw him forward and help with those no, rotations. Exactly right. So we do now. We know he can he can rest forward. Speaking of Kerno, it is good to see him back in the midfield, isn't it? Yes. it's uh, That's where he's, that's, he's a natural midfielder. Um you know, watching today, we're having a look at the stats. He ended up with 32 disposals. He, he just really, he flies under the radar, doesn't he? Like and they're contested disposals. They're but you just don't notice him like you would at Crips. He gets the, the real in and unders, um, you know, those the small handballs and things like that. But he just, as a, in terms of consistency, the guy's really produced for Carlton for a lot of years. He really stepped up a couple of weeks ago when Crips was missing and he was the standing captain. Yeah. Um, no, he's been a, he's been a fantastic big, player. strong, mature body. Runs all day. Uh, it's wonder why he ever sort of left the midfield. But yeah. I guess hindsight's a wonderful thing. And uh, as you look back and go, Brendan Bolton moving him forward. You know, maybe he had the right intentions, but uh, him and Murphy forward just didn't yeah. work. You throw them back in the midfield, and the team looks yeah exactly. different side. Yeah. Um, and it just goes to show you need maturity in the midfield. Take some um, pressure off the kids. Yeah. Exactly right. And um, yeah. You know, Dow obviously has been, you know, he's a very young player. He's been dropped this week for, for illness, uh, which we'll talk about a bit later. But, um, you know, you do need those mature bodies in the midfield. So for the third quarter, I've written down the first thing. Well, we're up and about, weren't we, half-time? Thinking, we're, this we're is, this is good. You know, this is we're doing what we need to do. The sun was out. It was it's just it was it was a, a nice great day. day. I was excited. It was I felt like it was going to be a, an avalanche of goals for Carlton. And then when we started the third, we kicked a couple. Memory serves me right. I think we got out to a 42-point lead. Yeah, 42. We um, Obviously, the the debut. Debut. Debut, debut yeah. Debut. Go, go with what you debut want. That's okay. Of, um, of DeLuca. Yeah. Um, and what a goal he kicked. Yeah, well... He, he, like, he rode it home, didn't he? He rode it home. He rode it home. It went left, it went right, and then it went left. Yeah, I was... Um, we were on the edge of our seats for that one. It was good to see the boys uh, get around him as well. Obviously. Don't think there was a player that didn't get there. No, there was. Lockie O'Brien's head might have copped a bit <laughs> <Yeah>. of punishment. <laughs> yeah, they um they were very excited. So it was good to see because I thought he um he only had eight disposals for the game to Luca, but um 
you know, it's his first taste of AFL football for, a, for quite a while. Um, we, we made our predictions before the game. Yeah, we did. Um, what did you go with? So I thought he was going to get 21 disposals. And I went with 14 and a goal. Yeah. So we're yeah, a little... With eight and a goal. So you were closer. But look, I was excited. And <laughs> I thought, yeah, look, I thought he was going to do... Um, have a really massive breakout game, but that's probably expecting a, a bit too much. Did, didn't look out of place, so no, did he? certainly didn't, no. I and thought he looked good. Gave a bit of an elbow to the, the Gold Coast players back in the fourth quarter. Yeah. A bit of frustration. Yeah, it was, um, yeah he certainly uh, went pretty hard on that one. <laughs> that, was, that was right to see, but I've written down, um, I've written down, interestingly enough, we're back to the same old Carlton. Yeah, yeah. It. it's seen that way, didn't it? We got the 42-point lead and something happened because uh, the Gold Coast Suns weren't playing that well at that stage, but uh, all of a sudden they they started playing like millionaires and uh, we were on the back foot and we had all the momentum and that just quickly got uh, swallowed. So uh, uh, do you have uh, any thoughts on how that happened? Or just, because it beats me. It was the same old Carlton in that it was, we went back to that hack rush kicking. Um, there was... A point in the um, deep in the um, defence, uh, Petrovsky Seaton got it, and he, he, he composed himself in fairness, but he kicked it um, and turned the ball over. They marked and they gold, but we were just snapping it, you know, wildly out of the out of defence, and they were just stopping it. And that's kind of the football that we're playing at the start of the year, with no composure. You know, compared to the first quarter where. We saw um, Lockyer O'Brien. And compared to the previous few weeks as well, yes. where we haven't been doing that whatsoever. We've been composed. We've uh, held the ball longer to give the right option. Yeah. We haven't just hacked it. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. We went straight back to the uh, the Carlton dark days, darker days. Darker so. days. But, um, like we commented on the first quarter, Lockyer O'Brien had it on the half board. Easily could have kicked away. But he composed himself, took his time, kicked it. And that's obviously led to the uh, Setterfield mark and goal. And just that kind of um, development from Carlton we're seeing where we're actually thinking about what we're doing with the disposal rather than just bombing it away because bombing it away is just not going to work. Yeah, I think that's really important too because that was, for me, one of the players of the day because, you know, he got the ball. He could have just gone the first option, which would have been a 50-50 at best, shorter, safer kick, but uh, he held it, held it, held it, and then he found Setterfield, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, the short kick on wasn't the right decision and didn't go to it, so... Set a field one on one. The guy's pretty tall. He'll outmark um, a lot of the midfielders that he plays on. So no, it's a good decision. But yeah, unfortunately, we uh, reverted back to the old Carlton for a bit of that. But uh, we look, did, we yeah. don't want to dwell too much on that because moving oh, forward, yeah, a win's a win. Like we said, we're happy with the win. It was a twenty-five point win in the end. Um, I mean, the last quarter kind of played out. We we held firm. You know, there was a chance, as we mentioned before, the King miss that might have changed things a little bit. But yeah. after that, we we had the composure. I think we might have outscored them by a goal. By a goal, which is look, that's great. We outscored them. Um, they only outscored us six to five in the third. So for the game, we did pretty well um, in that sense. It would have been nice to see us kick away. Uh, you know, we've been playing the last quarters very well. And that kind of makes me wonder, you know, we, we, we're we a good fourth quarter team when the when the chips are down. And, you know, that we're talking about it before. Is that a, The a script coach? was flipped, wasn't it? Yeah, the script was flipped. And it was interesting to see how we actually, how we played that out. And you it, know, was, it wasn't pretty, but... No, it wasn't pretty. It did what we needed to, I guess. And yeah. In front of a healthy blue crowd. It was great, yeah. That doesn't generally experience too many home victories. Um, yeah. It was exciting still, I guess. Yeah. So, look, um, who do you think gets the votes then today? 
Unfortunately, it's not going to be our Brownlow favourite Crips. Well, yeah, it would be been handy, and you might have to think about cashing out that uh, that bet of yours because yeah. he's probably not polled in the last four. Two of those no, he's missed. And, no. But, uh, look, for me, the obvious one, I thought, anyway, was Liam Jones. Uh, to me, he was a standout in the ground. He sort of repelled everything. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he, he takes some of those riskier kicks, but he hits them, and yeah. he opens up play. You so. trust him with the ball. Yeah, you? which... I never thought we'd be saying. No, no, it's unbelievable. Um, but well, what are you, they're my three votes anyway. If I'm giving out three, so who was Liam it? Jones, Liam three Jones votes for the, for the three, for the three. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'll, uh, should have gone the other order and gone the one to the three. But uh, oh, we'll get, give us two and one then. Uh two. Uh, well, look, it's it's hard. Um, I thought Matt Kennedy was great. Kick a goal every quarter. Um, you know, we win by twenty five points. He uh, contributes to that himself. Uh, Kept the momentum going. It's yeah. uh, he was hard to, to go past. Um, a four goal game, you can't. Sammy Walsh, Walsh discontinues. I mean, you just expect him. I'd be surprised if he's not running. You know, coming second probably in our best, best and fairest. Absolutely, and uh, I know Kane Corns recently came out and said um, there's not a chance that. Walsh can get the rising starts, uh, all Connor Rosies. Is that well, right? no, he came out and said uh, Walsh will probably win the rising start, but Rosie will be the better player without a doubt oh, over their said. careers. Okay. Which well, is Cornsy being Cornsy, isn't yeah. it? Oh, well, we'll Shock jock. Yeah. Um, Walsh. Class. He's You're class. confident with ball in hand. And it's just, the guy got, what was he, 27 disposals today. Probably ran another 15K. He's unbelievable. And it's. You know, if I saw today that he had 20 disposals, I'd be disappointed. Yeah, and, and we're talking about a first-year player here because he's set the bar. He's played every game for the season so far. He's set the bar extremely high. He averages in the high 20s of disposals. Um, gee, some of his handballing in close today and to space, particularly in the first quarter, um, he's just an unbelievable player. And, and we're talking about um, the, his body size it's you don't want him to put on too much more weight because he's he's quite a wiry, strong and wiry. He's strong and wiry, and I don't know if he needs to. And can run all day. And can exactly right. He's a bit of a. Um, and naturally, he'll get stronger being in an AFL system over pre-seasons. But he's not pushed off the ball too often. Uh, doesn't get out tackled. Um, yeah. And smart. That's the thing. He's smart with the ball. He's he's just a, a very clear number one pick. I'm just so glad we went with him. So um, who else? Who else is possibly there for the votes? Well, again, we said uh, Kuno had 32. It's pretty hard to go past that. I think, personally, uh, Jones is the best player. I agree yep. with you. So, we agree on the three? I agree on the three, yeah. I'd say... Um, I'd say... You, you want Walsh for two, don't you? I kind of do want Walsh for two. Um, but it's, it is hard to go past a four-goal game in a game where we only won by four goals. Um, and in a game when there weren't really... There were a lot of goal kickers, like we said. I think there were 11 goal kickers for Carlton, which is unbelievable. But someone kicked four goals, and it's, it's hard to go past. But, um, look, I will go... I'll go Jones, Walsh, and, and Kennedy. Do that? Yeah. Yeah, right. I think I think between us, we're probably squeezing four players into into the three and how it sort of yeah. sits after after that. Um, look, I'll how go... do you go past Kennedy? I mean, it's, it's unfair. Yeah, <laughs> it's it unfair. is, it is. Uh, look, that right. being said, let's... I'll go Walsh for two. You've taken Kennedy for one? Yeah. I'll go Kerno for one. Okay. Split it that way? Yeah, all right. Sound fair? Don't feel so bad now. No. I think I think that's fair and look here. Between the two of them, Kerno, Kennedy, Walsh, there wasn't much between them. No, nah, no, nah, there wasn't. What did you think of Cripps game? Oh, he looked hurt. 
and he, you know, a couple of stages he went down, looked like a knee earlier, you know, he banged knees, I think, in the centre. Um, Is there a worse feeling than seeing Cripps? You do not want to faint. see Cripps lying yeah. on the ground it's horrible. when he's not smiling. No. Because no. when he smiles, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Big Cripps fan here. Um, look, he had 16, kicked a goal. That goal was unbelievable. Yeah, talk um, about that. Weave through traffic. Yeah. Moving back. Moving further away from goal, looking at 40, 45, yeah, uh, around the body, huge. Massive. Um, but he did look, you know, there were some some passages of play. Gee, it was uncrips-like. It was uncrips-like. He doesn't put too many of those in when he's fit. No, That's no. What, yeah, you got a question. I mean, he was dragged all day, and, as usual. But ankle taped in the, was it the last quarter. Yeah, hopefully it's nothing too serious. Look, when I saw him in the last quarter, um, up at full forward, um, and he kind of had that little... Um, well, he was kind Grimace. of, and he was kind of scragging, which he doesn't do rather yeah, than being scragged. You know, just get him off. Is he worth the injury at all? Like, I, I just feel like he. Uh, the game's still there for the balance, I guess. Yeah, I know it's a tough one. You don't want to go a rotation down, but yeah, I'm no, maybe, I mean, the last long term. Last view. quarter, I don't think we were. You know, the last quarter I felt we were pretty home and hose. Well, to be honest, he was probably off the, for the last quarter for a fair bit when he was getting yeah. ankle taped anyway. So yeah, That's he might true. have a point. But um, it might have been the third that he went forward, but. Just yeah, he just looked proppy today. Um, he still had a good game, but not by Crips standard. Yeah, good good AFL game, but not a Crips game. No. Uh, what about the Rucks? Because uh, yeah. I thought Cruiser was beaten today, and he's been up and about recently. And uh, yeah. Cruiser coming back into this team has made a huge difference. Oh, not relying on Lobi or uh, yeah. Big Phil. Um, it is a changing point in a lot of ways. Uh, you can say Teague is, but uh, Cruiser's been. Huge, but he was. I thought he was badly beaten today. Yeah, he was. He was. And we played Gold Coast round four. They didn't have wits, I believe. No, I got a feeling wits. He was. Oh, wits up was then. We yeah, didn't, sorry, we well. didn't have Cruiser. We didn't. They definitely didn't have sorry, Cruiser had, for that um, one. Yeah, that's right. We um. I can't remember if it was Lobie or Phil's running through, but they weren't fighting much opposition. No, no, that's right. And look, wits is a good ruckman. Um, you know, he he beat. Cruiser today in terms of the yeah, like, I guess that's a disappointing thing. Um, right. He was beaten well and truly in the centre and uh, for yeah. most of the uh, the taps, but uh, you, that's not necessarily Cruiser's forte. But he generally gets around the ground and gets a few possessions, and that's where he makes up head down. Yeah, exactly and, right. But uh, he didn't have that many possessions either, did he? So no, he, look, he had a quiet game, but he's you know he's in dev. A lot was saying that tackle before. You know, he just does the one percenters, and he really is the heart and soul of. Um, of Carlton in that in that regard and yeah look he got beaten today we got I think beaten the clearances in, we got, oh, we got especially the centers yeah yeah we got beaten beaten in maybe, maybe, as well maybe they doubled us with that and you know you you got to win it from the coal face uh, yeah to get it forward but absolutely yeah I just marked that one off and he went off again as he always does uh, yeah head knock or to the neck it looked like it might have been but yeah so hopefully he's all right but apart from that I think we got through unscathed. Yeah, it didn't look like anybody else, did it? No, and, and that's and that's uncarlton like because we always go a man for, down early. First quarter, always. This is the Carlton script, isn't it? It's always the case, and you kind of expected it to happen today in a way because you know it was a game. It's the first game that we've gone in as red hot favourites, wasn't it? Yeah, which is uh, which is kind of exciting, and it was good to get a win considering that because yeah, we have tended to wilt recently. Uh, and don't tend to get two in a row. And, uh, no, it's the first time since 2017. So, so yeah, was it? Yep. Yeah, well, so, yeah, to go in his favourites and get the win, um, yeah, we were a little flat, you know, especially in that third quarter. Mm. Watching, we were, we were a bit down. We were, uh, we were up and about earlier, and 
you know, lucky we waited probably half an hour, 45 minutes to do the podcast rather than get straight into it because yeah. we might have been a bit more yeah. downtrodden. But in hindsight and reflection, uh, eh, a win's a win. Two in a row, four from six. Go the baggers. Go the baggers. Man, move up the ladder. Move over. Fingers crossed. Two in a row. And so let's get to the next point, which is four out of six. Yeah, so what happens? What do we do? Does that influence the coaching? I mean, it, it has to. Yeah, you can't help. Everyone sees it. Yeah, David Teague's not hiding. The Blues aren't hiding. Uh, no. But it's this makes it more interesting, especially after Chris Judd's comments as well uh, about training wheels and not getting a coach with them. But I don't think David Teague is a coach with training wheels. He's coached his own team, and he's been an assistant in multiple clubs and over quite some time. So... Yeah, it's um, it's probably a bit different to the Brendan Bolton appointment if you're going to sort of compare the two. So, mm. I don't know, where do we sit? It's a huge one because it'll decide, you know, Carlton's yeah, future. I'm not sure. Look, I, there's always that factor where you get rid of a coach and you win the next the next week. We know that. So, I think the we've got to be careful with, you know, how good is you know how good is Teague as a, as a coach as opposed to the kind of psychological stuff that, you know, now that the players maybe feel a bit more free uh, without um, without Bolton there. So, you know, we're, we're coming back from games we have in the last couple of weeks. Um, so, and that, that makes me think, is, is Teague a very good coach? Or are we just really well, The good? shackles are off a well, little the bit. And the, the game plan's been simplified a little. Uh... Yeah, and we've got nothing to lose. When we're down in the fourth quarter by a bit, I think we just kind of take the game on a bit more and we that's how we, we've been making these huge comebacks. So how much of that is Teague and how much is that just the shackles being lifted? Yeah, which is going to make it very interesting come sort of uh, you know, through the process of appointing a coach because there's been a few in it. Who do we have? Um, looks like Michael Voss during the week yep. on Wednesday was interviewed and went through his paces. Um, very hard to sort of compare. And, you know, it, it still is a very, uh, I guess, subjective art form. Picking, picking the coach and how you compare. But I guess I just hope that Carlton goes through the right process and uh, you know, it doesn't come with any preconceived ideas a la Judd's comments because that would be stupid, I would have thought, uh, yeah, I mean, to, to start ruling people out. So I think we just have to have a completely objective uh, process and judge everybody on their merit and you know put the right people there to make the assessment, give everybody the right opportunity. But yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I want, but uh, I know I wouldn't be disappointed if David Teague was appointed because he no, seems to have the players. He's got a calm demeanour. Um, doesn't panic, unlike us when we're watching the game. Yeah, sits there in the in the box with a stone stone face, and um, yeah, doesn't change whether we're up, whether we're down, and that's probably what you want. So he would have, at the, by the season then, by round twenty three, he would have coached eleven games. Yeah, which is... So if we win, we've got St Kilda, we've got West Coast, we've got Richmond, we've got Geelong, we've got Adelaide, we've got some hard games coming up. But if he goes... If we win two of those games, hypothetically, and he's six from 11, it's pretty hard not to give him that job. And it's a fair audition, half a season. He's not coming in with three or four games where you arrive at momentum, the players work a bit harder because they understand that, you know, they might be next to go or they see what it does... Uh, that's a that's a good sample size. It is, yeah, and um, and with some really good competition. I mean, we haven't, you know, when we get West Coast and Geelong, that'll be a real tester. Um, but if we, you know, I'm not expecting us to win those games. But if we compete like we have been, 
you know, it shows that maybe Teague's got the players and he possibly should be the next coach of Carlton, but we'll have to wait and see. And the interesting thing too, I think, is uh, Ratton being appointed the St Kilda coach for the rest of the season. Uh, as somebody else, he might be vying for the job. So we'll see if he gets the uh, sack coach effect or not. And he's pretty much putting in a bit of a trial himself, I guess, for a couple of positions potentially. Yeah, and you, you know, if you believe the rumours, it's um, that uh, Brad Scott's going to go to St Kilda. Um, so that would free up Ratton. Um, but, you know, how, do you, how do you feel about that? I would, I would like it. Um, he's, a, he's a blue bagger. He's a real blue bagger. He's a real blue bagger. Look, I like the romance of it, definitely. Um, and, he's, and he's a different different coach, he's surely. Different coach, exactly right. He's, he's, he's gained a lot more experience. He's been at different clubs. I, I, I never liked how we got rid of Ratton um, in the first place. I, I thought the whole process wasn't great. Um, it was really sad because he was um, he was a really uh, you know he's a blue bag. He was a ninety five. Um, he was our captain. One of our heroes. One of our heroes. Yep. Childhood hero. Yep. The, number, the famous number seven. Um, so look, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to to Ratton coming, but we'd have to see how he goes as well with with St Kilda and what kind of coaching effect he has would be interesting. But whether he's happy to come back though, he did make comments during the week that uh, he would be open to the idea. So. It's, it's an interesting one. We've got three three clubs looking for coaches. Yep. We're North got the jump, I think, maybe a week or two. Yeah, that's so right, yeah. next week or two, we've got Reese Shaw auditioning. We've got Teague. We've got Ratton. All the names being thrown around. Uh, Horse Longmire re-signed. Um, yep. You know, then we've got Michael Voss, and potentially the talk is of having, you know, someone like uh, Michael Voss and having that senior figure there a la Paul Roos, which yep. I'm personally... Not a fan of myself. What are your thoughts? Um, I, lo- I don't mind Ruse. I don't think that's what we need. I don't know about Voss either. Look, he hasn't had a great coaching. We didn't have a great coaching record up in Brisbane. Which he, he steps straight into the role, which is probably yeah. not the right thing to do. And we've probably, uh, as an industry, moved beyond that and yeah. realised that. Uh, yeah, so he's done all the practice. right things. He's done all the right things. He's gone and um, he's been an assistant coach at, um, at numerous clubs. Um, Look, I like the fact that if, with the whole issue with Bolton, I thought as well, you know, that he didn't have the players. That was always the kind of criticism. He never played AFL and BFL. I'm not saying that necessarily matters, but when you look at someone like a boss, um, it'd be hard. Got to show a few clips and you'll have the players, won't you? Well, it's hard not to, you know, that guy Bump stares, on you burns. Out, stares you Grand in the final. Out. Oh, yeah, that was massive. <laughs> that was massive. But you know what I mean? He was, he's one of the most revered players that... Don't get me wrong, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a great coach, but he, he'll have a presence about him, that's for sure. Um, he's a three-time um, premiership player, a Brownlow medalist, as tough as they come. Um, so I do like that kind of aspect. And of probably, it. if you think about it, probably similar to Nathan Buckley in a lot of ways as a player, the stature Very they had that way. But when Buckley was under the Mick Mulhouse swings, and look, yep. we won't go any further about Mick Mulhouse, but... Yeah. He had a couple of years he, as an introduction. He shall not be named. <laughs> and they had a bit of a plan, succession plan, and uh, Voss didn't get that. He stepped straight in and uh, didn't get that luxury. So, you know, similar players. They might be similar coaches with a different sort of yeah. pathway. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe um, he's probably the favourite boss, isn't he? If you who knows? Like sports from the outside, who knows? It's... Yeah. It's... All scuttlebutt this stage, but uh, yeah. look, I, I'm not a fan of having someone like Paul Ruse overseeing 
you know, a less experienced coach or so. Uh, Has he said that though? So he definitely won't take the coaching role. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said that. But he's uh, he's very very open mm-hmm. to a role where he's you know sort of sits above. Uh, and the way I see it, I think he uh, he's happy to get paid big dollars to do as little work as possible. And uh, with the playing list we've got, uh, and look, uh, he's, he's not the messiah. No. His coaching record is good. Yeah, not amazing. You know, you'd be willing to do something, you know, with an Alistair Clarkson if he'd been out of the game for a year or two. But he doesn't excite me, and I think he comes across as if as if he's auditioning through the media and trying to sort of jack yeah. any potential price. And they're yeah. my thoughts there. No, Whereas, you know, enough. I'm not. You know, I'm yeah. not a fan. Yeah, yeah he, he was a Carlton he, man he, growing up. He was a Carlton he, man. Uh, he spent every opportunity to pay out in Carlton to bag them, and now he's uh he's back on board and keen to sort of uh, audition. And look, and that's what we were saying before, like, um, the, the, we're naturally going to be a better team next year. We The players are getting, you know... Well, there's no excuse if we're not, that's for sure. But there's no excuse, but we've got, a, we've got a fantastic... We really do have a great list. I mean, we've got Colonel, we've got Cripps, we've got um, Mackay, we've got these young players that are really... Walsh. So whoever takes that's, over... That's a pretty good call. You're, you're taking over a, a good team, and that's why natural progression this year has potentially um, added to our wins. And that's why I do feel sorry for Bolton in that regard because... It might have just been half a year early. It might have come. We'll, we'll never know with that one, though, will we? We won't. But look, you know, obviously what we're saying with Kuno being in the in the forward line, there was some there were some strange coaching decisions. But, um, yeah, look, hopefully we, we get the right coach because I think next year is going to be a really big year for us. And it, and it has to be. Yeah, there are absolutely no excuses. Uh, so finish out this year well, move into next year. But uh, you've put your hand up for the Colton job. Do you reckon you could uh, yeah. get improvement out, improvement out of them with the, the list we have and that young, solid core? So, uh, yeah. oh, look, it's an inviting job. It's uh, yeah. not just as a blue burger myself, but uh, if you were going to look at the three vacant positions, I know which one I'd be going for. Uh, you know, you, you're coming from the, the bottom of the ladder towards the bottom of the ladder anyway, and surely the only way we're going is up. Yeah, exactly right. And, um, yeah, they're, they're just ha- we have to win more games than the next year just just on the players on phone, you know what I mean? We're getting all these players back. Obviously, Doherty to come back in. Um, Fingers crossed. Uh, McGovern, maybe with a full pre-season. Can we talk about McGovern? We can talk about McGovern. Go ahead. So, I just, I don't know. I've got a bit of an issue with... So, he's obviously put down as being managed... Um, he wasn't week. put down. He's still alive. He's still alive. Okay, yeah, just he, uh, so, that, yeah, so. he was labelled as uh, as managed. That's how they 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 named. You don't him like that, week. do you? I don't like it at all. Well, what do you want to? Unfit. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, we come out and say it. Yeah. We know why. And look, there have been articles that have come out this week saying Teague even himself said maybe we shouldn't have played. Um, McGovern when he's coming off the back of those ankles. And there's a bit of pressure on the new recruit, the big money recruit to yeah. play. So and he can and he can play. We we know he can play. I think he's quite a smart footballer. Um, he's got a bit of uh, grit about him. A bit of mongrel. A bit of mongrel in him. Um, a bit like Cruiser. But look, he's. I don't start like managed. Just just he's omitted. Yeah. He's omitted. Omitted. He was dropped. Let's be honest. Dropped. If you're going to get to it, yeah, he was dropped, and you can then discuss why afterwards. But uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone who's what everyone who's a Carlton supporter knows that he's not being managed. He's 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 omitted because he's just not up to it at the moment. So when does he come back? He's working uh, hard with Andrew Russell apparently and yeah. getting fit, and he seems like the right the right man to work with if you're going to do that. But... Yeah, exactly. So 
I don't how, know. how long does it take? Do we do we see him for a few games towards the end? Does he come back in two weeks' time? Well, it's really hard for us to know. And we've got Charlie Kerno coming back at some stage too, hopefully, because what's he missed now? Is that three weeks? Um, and I think he was a, yes. listed as a three to four, although you can never... Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you rush those kind of players back in? I mean, McGovern... I'm not worried about McGovern. I, I think he's better. As a I footballer? Think he, as a footballer. Talent-wise? Talent-wise, I think he'll be, think he'll be a good pick-up for us. We did pay a lot for him. I think he'll be good. It is disappointing, though, isn't it, to some degree. He comes as a, what, 23-, 24-year-old, yeah. more mature player than others. Uh, and, you know, he had his injury excuses, but he doesn't look like he's worked hard enough regardless. And he, he, had, he, had, that, he had a pretty bad injury um, pre-season. The back? Yeah, was he, it, he was had another fracture? one too. Yeah, 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 he fractured his back. He fractured his back. So, look... You, know, you can't excuse that. You can't excuse aside. it. So maybe, maybe we mismanaged him and played him too early, or probably. I think probably, um, and, that, and that's what Teague has said. That's what he's raised. That maybe let him get right, um, and it's just not fair to put someone out on the field if they're not fit because you know he's out there for everyone to see, and now he's being managed. There's no or place to hide, is there? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, so. Oh, well, at least he uh, hasn't been sent to the fat farm like Lance Whitnell was. <laughs> and that's uh, a little more embarrassing and publicly yeah. admitted. So he's, uh, he's still in Victoria, you I think. You could get away with that now, could you? No, nah, no, he's not. In 2019, you can't get away with saying he's going to a fat I farm. I don't think you can do that. You, no. Nah. Yeah. There'd be lawsuits everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's safe to say that uh, he's still in Victoria. He's not in Queensland and he hasn't attended the same uh, yeah. facility. Yes, yeah. Um... Casbol. <laughs> he's been in pretty good form, hasn't he? Yeah, he's um wasn't wasn't his best game today, but he was still very good. What what's been always been the biggest knock on Casbol? Kicking. And what's he doing a lot better now? Kicking. Well it, I think he, he's How does that happen? How does that happen in his age? Because he's he's twenty nine, isn't he? Yeah, tw- he'd be twenty nine, yeah. So he's coming towards the end of his career. He's obviously last week against um against Sydney and even against Melbourne, he was kicking, you know, kicked a few from outside 50. Yeah, you're pretty, pretty confident with him lining up these days, uh, which is never the case. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's never never been a question about how he marks because he's still one of the premier clunks in the game, but yeah. kicking's good, and Bart does have a habit of doing this in the last year of a contract. And to be honest, I thought this year, at best, he'd be depth for us, and in a way, to start off, he was because he wasn't really getting a game until injuries are... Uh, and move to the back line. So he's a, he's the perfect um, he's a perfect depth player because and he's a he's a swingman. A massive yeah, and he, he played so very well down yeah, back. Exactly. So what do, what do we do at the end of the year? I mean, I'm tipping. I know there wasn't a lot of other clubs interest in there. No buy. I don't think there were any buyers at the end of last year even. Well, I mean that has to change surely. I mean, he's shown this year that he his kicking's always been the big letdown. Um, he's shown that he can play defence in in the absence of Jones. What do you do? Like, um, well, I mean, you, you, I guess you try to sign him, but you try not to pay too much. Um, and do you sign him for another year to keep him uh, hungry, or do you give him two? He really is the perfect we go, I think depth player, though, because we're going to always suffer from injuries. You always get injuries. I mean, look, right now, as it stands, we've got Kerno out and McGovern out. Yeah, so what, ha- what happens there? Where does he sit if uh, we've got to fit Charlie Kerno and a fit McGovern? McGovern. Yeah, well, he doesn't fit in the He's depth, yeah. So he's... Yeah. Which is, yeah, well, it's a, hopefully a sign of the strength 
that we're starting to uh, yeah. accumulate, or the yeah, and you're only as good as sometimes the you know the VFL's a fair reflection on or your twos on how how good your firsts are. Um, he's a perfect depth player, um, and I'd be it'd be a real shame if we lost him right yeah. now when he's starting uh, to get his kicking. Back. Yeah, look, I'd imagine there won't be too many clubs coming and offering huge amounts, and no. if they do, well, you know, the salary cap's there. You're not going to pay. More than you need to, but I think ideally, yeah, you give him another year contract and roll on, keep him hungry. Yep, very, very, very good point. Um, Adelaide. Oh, we've been waiting for this one ever Adelaide. since the uh, the trade or the swap swap of picks on. Uh, and that's what I want to ask night. you because I'm I'm a little bit confused. Obviously, we're swapping our picks with Adelaide. Everyone knows that. Yep. It's the big talking point um, as a Carlton supporter and a lot of other For the rest of the AFL community too. Yeah, They'd like to stick the boot in. So, if Adelaide finish eighth... Regular season? Regular season. And then they go on to win, you know, the granny. Like, what? how does this... Where's the finishing order? Is it the end of the year or is it with finals as well? I'm pretty sure it's after finals. So if they finish eighth, they come the end of the 23 rounds, uh, and they go on and win or come second or third, the latter position will reflect what they did in the finals as opposed to what they did in the 23 rounds. Well, that's ridiculous. And yeah. Look, we need them to finish ninth then. <laughs> we really need that. We can't, they can't make finals. Yeah. The only probably saving grace, if they make, if they, if they come eighth, and play finals, Well, they won't get a home final if they, they come eighth, which would be the big one, because that's yeah. where they could be damaging. And I'm not, I'm not that sold on Adelaide. You know that the loss last night. Yeah, I'm not that big on them, and haven't been this year. And I don't think Soss was, and that's why he made the trade. But uh, so, if so, so if Adelaide finished ninth, which would be per- that would be perfect. Ideal, ideal. And geez, if we could get up to fifteenth position or so, um, yeah, it's starting to look all right, isn't it? And we know Liam Stocker. Yeah, can yeah. play all from what he, the little bits he's shown so far. Uh, He's got some pace, he's got a bit of mongrel, and he can use the ball well, which is exactly what we need. So that'll be an interesting one, but we, we play them this week, and uh, it would be a huge it's win. Big. Coming off two wins, fifth, yeah. third at the MCG with a whole bunch of blue baggers there. Uh, I mean, we had a huge crowd against Melbourne. Well, 50, 55, uh, yeah, and massive. probably not a whole lot of Melbourne supporters it'll, there. It'll be a big turnout, I reckon, Adelaide Carlton. So, yeah, fingers crossed, and Adelaide tend to get a bit of support over here, yeah. so... Ooh, it would be it would be special, and uh, of course be. we're heading along. We're heading along, absolutely. Um, do you know what really is starting to annoy me though? It's a lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of things annoy. This is really getting on my. It, we're not swapping. It's not just a swap of picks. Yeah, it's a very. Everyone forgets that we got Stocker. Yeah, yeah. It's it, you know everyone's saying oh you know. It, That's not as dramatic though, is it? That no, doesn't it's make not. for the headlines. It's if Adelaide finished ninth, if Adelaide finished eighth, even. Um, well, they get yeah. pick ten. So gives pick 10, yep. and we say we finish 16th, 15th. What will we have? We'll have three or four. Yep, and we get Stocker. I say we win it. Yeah, we'll look at what I've seen of Stocker. We'll see what player we get come draft. But I don't even know if we'll draft a player. I've got a feeling that uh, that pick's earmarked for a trade anyway of more experienced players. And I think it might be heading up to uh, the Greater West Sydney. Oh, who knows? There's a very good chance if that's the case. But um, I don't know. Yeah, there's Papley. There's talk about Papley as well. And... Uh, you know, I don't know how many more young kids we need right now. We uh, we keep saying that there's that sort of, uh, I guess, that, that hole between the ages of 24, 27, yep. which is the important area. So if we can, uh, pardon the pun, stock that uh, that area, then I think we do it. I think we look to, to trade and 
Yeah, that's some of the chatter that's going around. We've got to draw the line somewhere, don't we? And we did so well, I think, um, last year with getting Walsh. And I think, from what I've seen of Stocker, he's, he's, he's got a bit of mongrel, um, can play. Yeah. I like it. Yep. I Hopefully like he it. returns. I don't know if he's playing in the twos this know, week, yeah. but I know he's back on the training track, yeah, which, is, which is good. He's no longer on the injury list. But um, look, I was thinking um, one thing we do for the show is um, we'll go with a number, a Guernsey number, and we'll discuss... Bring a bit of history into bring the show. Bring a bit show. of history. Just a bit of... Not so much. We're not, we're not historians, but at least... We've now, been around long enough and seen enough of the blues. We've seen enough of the blues, but um, just... You know, a few of the older players that have played, and I thought maybe in due to the debut. Yeah, we'll go of, with that one of Deluca. Um, D-butt. The D-butt of Deluca. I said we go with number forty-seven. That sounds fair to me. So uh, you are the stat man. So get your phone out and roll through some of those famous. Oh. No, I mean it is a famous number at the Carlton Football Club. Yes, it is. Make uh, no mistake, forty-seven. That's what every kid wants on their back. It's an honour to wear that number. <laughs> It's a privilege. It's a good number. Look, I'll it's go a through... Le- you know what? It's a left-footer's number. It's definitely a left-footer's number. We'll, we'll go through some names. Yeah, I that's think, what it should be. I don't know if it is, but it should be. I feel like when a seven in a Guernsey so, is a left-footer. You're right. Wayne Johnson. Dominator. Wayne Johnson. Yep. But go roll off some. I'll roll off some. So, look, I'll go through all the players. So, I mean, this goes back to 1960. We had Wes Lofts. Uh, how many games? He played five games in 1960. But a big figure at the Carlton Football Club. Yes. Big in the administration, and it's. Uh, I thought he would have played more, but, yep, yeah, okay. Five so, games. as a player, probably not great. No. Five <laughs> games. Well, do you know what? More than we played. There'd be, oh, absolutely. There'd be people who could probably explain why he didn't play more, but that's not us. So, we got also Ken Jungwith. With? Jungwith? One game in 1967. Rolls off, rolls off the tongue. Yes. It's... <laughs> We've got Neil Chandler, who played 14 games in 1968-1969. Daryl Gutterson played Good one name. game. Darryl. Good name, Daryl. The Barrel. Uh, he played one game in 1971. We've got Peter Francis, who played 47 games. Yep. 1979-1981. What a, what a time to yeah, start. Yeah, surely there's a premiership in there for him. Uh, the next one might surprise you. Mill yeah. Hanna. Mill Hanna. One game. Number 13. The cranium. What are you telling me? He played one game in 1986. So obviously, Mill Hanna went on to wear number 13. The great Mill Hanna. The great Mill Hanna. The, the cranium. The premiership player, Mill Hanna, 1995. Yeah, another stat for Mill Hanna, too. Stat man. Ah, he was the first Lebanese Australian born footballer in the AFL. Yeah. Or what would have been the, probably the VFL back then. Yes, that's quite a stat. Um, stat man, Andrew McKinnon. 1989 no. to 1990, he played 15 games. We've got Darren Hume. Humey. Who went on to wear the number 27, so he subtracted 20. Kept the seven. Yeah, like the seven. <laughs> so he played eight games in 1997. We what do you think? We love Humey. He was awesome. We love Humey. It wasn't a big man. <laughs> no. But he had a bit of mongrel. He, he did. Frankston mongrel, didn't he? He did. I um, I didn't mind Darren. And he, look, he played in a, in a kind of dark history. Era. Dark era of uh, 2000. And no, he was a beauty. Yeah, Darren Hume was an absolute beauty. Have we got any more on that list? We do. This name. He only played four games in 2003. Hit me. Sir Lawrence Anglin. He only played four games. Four games. Are you sure about that? Mm-hmm. Stepman. Four games. Well, they were four very good games because yeah. I remember that period. Uh, 
He was about the only thing I enjoyed watching, and I thought it was more than four. He had a lot of potential. Uh, oh. Lawrence Lang would have obviously had a bit of a checkered past, and past and oh, yeah, didn't maybe come to train. Definitely had, definitely had the talent. Had definitely the talent, had yeah. the talent. That's oh, what it maybe was. What did we pick him up? Do you oh, he came, he, we got him from Adelaide. Adelaide picked him yeah. up pretty early. I think maybe even pick seven or something. Uh, why did he leave Adelaide? What was there that? were some. We probably don't get into that ourselves. But okay, there were yeah. some rumours. There were some. Uh, yeah. Some potential off-field issues and there. We, 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 we took, took a punt on. because yeah. we kind of had to at that stage. We we were uh, lacking talent and we we're looking to get it any way we could. And uh, yeah, but very talented. And I remember going along and he was the highlight when we. Beat, beaten by North Melbourne by maybe even 110 points one day, yeah. thereabouts. But he was the only one that could really hold his head high. But, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, the next wearer of the 47 was Greg Bentley, who played five games in 2009. Greg Bentley from Port Adelaide, or had previously played at Port Adelaide, I think. Uh, probably known more for his backside than his uh, ability. I'm not sure. I just remember him being, he was, he was a stockier sort of player. He was, he was from Port. I don't... You don't remember him, do you? I, I don't remember those how games. Many, how many games did he play? He played five. Five, yeah. I, I do remember him. I don't... I just don't really remember... I can't, I can't... I can't actually envisage him in a uh, in a Carlton jersey wearing the famous 47. Yeah, yeah, look, uh, most of those games, you probably blocked out a lot of those games. That might be why, because uh, yeah. it wasn't... One of the better periods, was it? 2009. No, was it 2009? 2009. Yeah, wow. Well, okay. Wow, well, we, we, we weren't doing too uh, but no, we, but we, we, we After that, we started moving the right way. We, I don't know, I don't know how his stats went. I don't, you know, look, I don't, I, don't, I can't recall old, uh, old vendors. Um, is, that, next, is that the end? Of, no, we got no, <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> it is a prestigious number, this Four one. Four games in 2014, I certainly know this, this, uh, this man. Kieran Sheen. Kieran Sheen, the Irishman. Yep, so he wore number 47 in 2014. We remember for that crazy bounce he did. Yep. Got on his, uh, got off his chain. Moved <laughs> 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 very, very quickly and put yeah. the ball on the turf and somehow it came back to him. Um, and obviously, 2019, one game so far and hopefully many more is Josh DeLuca who we picked up in the mid-season. Excellent. Congratulations on your debut. Yep. Fantastic, and um, always good to get a goal. Always good to get a goal in your first game. Not part of the uh, first kick, first goal club, but uh, not too far off it. All right, so I think we might um, wrap it up there. And just get excited for the Adelaide I'm game. I'm really excited for the Adelaide game. So we'll Three be... in a row, if we can get three in a row. Three in a row, unheard of. Yeah. Adelaide. And Adelaide, Adelaide. That's, a, that's a big one. That's, know, a, that's an eight-point game. Yeah, I'll, classic I'll a, eight-point game. I'll read a confession. Go, go ahead. Yeah. I kind of wanted Essen to win last night. Against Adelaide, yeah, I I've got the same guilty oh. feel as well. It's it's not a good situation to be in, is it? I just I that's the problem with the trick with the pick swaps. Yeah, that's not good, is it? You no, should never be going for Essendon. No, regardless. No, no it's so um, why. Yeah, going for Essendon. We could we couldn't win. We couldn't lose last night. No. That was kind of the situation. Either Adelaide or Essendon were going to lose. Exactly right. And yeah. either they're going to win. Vida. Yeah, it, it's we, a dirty feeling. Need, um, unfortunately, we need go over go over shower. Have another one. Yeah. Have another one. Don't ever think of it it's again. Seventh for the day. We won't. <laughs> we, we won't. Have, hopefully, we won't have the conundrum again. Certainly not this year. So uh, no. shake that one off and uh, and on to next week. So look, um, we'll be coming back next week. Yeah, and get to the ground, blue baggers. Show yeah. support. Show your support and uh, send Adelaide home uh, game. Home game. Back to Adelaide.
Go Blue Baggers. Go the Blue Baggers. Thanks for listening.